Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Engagement Express, the podcast series for HR, internal communication and engagement professionals designed to give you tips and ideas on how to increase engagement in your organisation. My name's Katie Siche and I'm a global internal communication and collaboration consultant who's worked with many well-known global brands to increase engagement in their organisation. Join me every fortnight to hear more about the things you should be reviewing and doing regularly to increase engagement in your organisation. Introducing a four-episode partnership with Blink, the app designed to create trust between frontline workers and executive teams in real time. Now, episodes 35 to 39 of Engagement Express will be sponsored by Blink. Disconnection is real during the era of remote working. Despite the recent push to return to the office, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Blink offers a way to combat the isolation via a collaboration app that offers a group chat, organization newsfeed, and an intuitive way to share documents and links, and a hub for policies and digital forms. Find out more by visiting www.joinblink.com to start to better engaging your remote workers. Today, I'm looking at how to use data to inform the employee experience. Data will set you free, apparently. I recently attended an event where one of the speakers spoke about data setting you free. By this, she meant that using data can be the very best way to garner insights to everything that you need to know about your people and what they need to have to have a better employee experience. Data-driven decision-making is the ultimate way to enhance the employee experience and build a stronger organisation. Measures typically include well-being, pay and benefits, resources, processes, culture, leadership and line managers. All the areas that drive employees' willingness to go the extra mile and align themselves with the brand's mission, vision, and purpose. As an internal communications professional, the usual data that you have on the table is the annual employee engagement survey, alongside pulse surveys. The type of data that we get from these surveys usually involves an assessment of satisfaction. But numbers don't always tell the full story, and you can always interpret or spin numbers to paint the picture that you want to see. Data is much more than just percentages. Rich data in the form of comments offers a unique opportunity to get inside the heads of respondents. So what's in a comment? A lot, actually. Significant insights to guide and provide organisations with directions to the yellow brick road. An assessment of employee sentiment is not a black and white, one size fits all approach. Any questions posed have to make sense beyond the scope of just getting answers. By this I mean there's a culture that needs to be reflected in the questions so employees can recognise themselves in their response. I've previously completed surveys where there doesn't seem to be any link between the nomenclature used and the way people talked in that particular organisation. 
Not to say that a survey can't be aspirational. But you have to first meet people where they are at before you can take them to point B. Is there any point in collecting views if there is an already established awareness of how little is offered in a particular area? Perhaps if it's a case of awareness or lack of. But if an organisation knows it's woefully inadequate, regardless of any benchmarking, surely it makes more sense to invest that energy into finding out what people want and more importantly, need. But what about expectation setting when it comes to outlining the aforementioned wants and needs? People like to have a voice and would like that voice to be heard, but people also need actions beyond statements. This is where it's pivotal to talk about the annual engagement survey's premise. I'm always surprised at how little groundwork is done in advance to lay the foundational understanding of what the company wants to achieve with the survey. Garner views for sure, but to what end? Where the dissatisfaction surfaces is in the gap between expectation and reality. If you only have the resource and budget to run the survey in year one, then why not be transparent about this? Lay it out in steps so there is little room for misunderstandings. In year one, we are trying to see how the land lies. In year two, we'll be able to take certain actions on year one survey outcomes, and so on. That way, the weight of expectation on the action planning process will be more aligned with what the organisation can actually deliver. How often have we all seen action planning that's either too ambitious or simply not aligned with the organisation in terms of culture, values, resources and budget? The end result is dissatisfaction all round from leaders and the general population. My advice is to keep it brief and simple so that it's easy to demonstrate whether the goal has been achieved or not. KPIs that are vague or elephant-sized serve no one. But if we look beyond the survey mechanism, what other ways can we gauge sentiments, opinions and temperature? In a previous episode, I outlined ways to garner feedback through listening, forums, workshops, ERGs, employee resource groups, and communities of practice all offer effective ways to elicit the views of your people. During these sessions, I would always advise that you have at least three people in the room, virtual or otherwise, who can act as impartial facilitators. One to take notes, the second to facilitate the conversation, and the third to encourage the unusual suspects to voice their opinion. Gently coax as opposed to forcing them to say something when they have nothing to say, or simply don't wish to say anything for reasons known or unknown. After the session is complete, all three facilitators should have a robust schedule dictating when to discuss, review, analyse and think about how and when to share the data collated. It is really crucial that this roadmap is shared with all participants and that each group is kept abreast of the progress being made. Thank you for listening to episode 35 of Engagement Express, the employee engagement survey and also data collection in general to enhance the employee experience is definitely a subject that I'll revisit at some point in the near future. 
Join me in two weeks' time where I'll be talking to Stella Leyburn, a HR and executive search consultant, who's going to be talking to me about mentoring and coaching for success. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Please do look me up on LinkedIn via Katerciche or send me an email via Katerciche at wheretolookcoms.co.uk. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. And remember, opportunities to engage are everywhere. All you need to do is look.